What's going on, everybody? This is Brent Spirit, and you're listening to The Spiritual Awakening Show. Today's episode comes from an email correspondence with a spiritual seeker that found themselves in a very interesting situation. Maybe you can relate. Ryan had a genuine and profound spiritual awakening. He saw directly that all is one. But with this realization came a bit of an unnerving feeling that he was all alone, and that the world including the people who he loved, were all just figments of his projected illusion of what he understood to be reality. I've had a very similar experience myself. This happened to me about 10 years ago. And yes, indeed, it was very lonely and very spooky. Eventually, I did find my way out of it into a more comfortable place. And I share about all of this in today's episode. You can be sure to visit brentspirit.com to find out more about me and my work and to stay connected. Today's episode begins with Ryan's email to me, followed by my response. Enjoy. Hey Brent, have any others on this path that you've come across mentioned feeling like they had somewhat of a rapid existential crisis during and as a part of their awakening process due to the realization that, quote, if everything is me as the self and or as God, then this is all just an illusion of mine, simply part of my own projected consciousness, unquote. When I had the direct experience and realization that I am God and that all is one, I immediately felt what can only be described as yet another realization or feeling that if I am all that exists, I am everything and everything is me, and if that's the case, then as God, I am actually alone in the vast emptiness of the universe and have nothing but my own consciousness and thought creations to keep me company. I recall an intense fear that this life and all the people in it were merely something I projected for myself. I didn't like this thought at all. It implied that everyone I love is just an actor in a movie that I am somehow subconsciously writing and projecting for myself. This thought implied that somehow, if they are all just part of my own crazy dream of consciousness, then they are not real sentient beings capable of truly loving me. It made me intensely mourn my family and friends, but then I seemed to be quickly corrected with the realization that it's okay because we are all connected to one another and we are all one. We're all genuine sentient beings even though we are sharing the same collective experience on earth, right? Or is this all merely a dream within my conscious existence? Have you heard of something like this? It seemed like a grim realization, and I'm curious if it's possible to come to incorrect or poor conclusions during an awakening process. Looking forward to your response. Sincerely, Ryan. Hi Ryan. Your question is clear, and I know exactly what you're speaking about. It's not unheard of at all. Sometimes, as a result of a genuine and serious spiritual awakening, experience, or realization, we can get this sense of feeling alone, 
along with the idea that it's all simply a projection of our own individual consciousness, as if it's an illusion created by our own mind, or a dream, or something akin to being in the matrix, like a simulation. I've been there. It's spooky, unnerving, lonely, and kind of dry and empty. Sometimes this is referred to as being stuck in emptiness, emptiness sickness, or Zen sickness. There's also a psychology term known as depersonalization or derealization, which seems to describe the same kind of experience. It can happen to anyone as a result of many different reasons. Even people without an interest in spirituality can have this kind of realization or feeling. It can be brought on by philosophical contemplation or drug use too. Certainly, spiritual practices and exploration can trigger this kind of experience as well, as in your case. Trauma can also bring about this experience too. Feeling disconnected from the body, the world, and other people, seeing it all as unreal or like an illusion, can bring about a certain feeling of freedom or escape from the troubles of the world. This can serve those who are dealing with intense trauma that they can't face directly within their bodies. So sometimes, these experiences of emptiness come about as a means to protect and escape. So there is a somewhat beneficial component to this phenomena, in my opinion. However, it's not something that could be sustained for too long. It gets pretty uncomfortable to think you're living in a dream and everything and everyone is just an illusion. I like to describe it like this, from an energetic point of view. Basically, when we get a lot of energy opening up our crown chakra, it can reveal a great oneness. We can see and experience directly that indeed everything is all one. Our consciousness is not separate from anything that we may perceive, including the material objects and the people of the world. This is a great realization to have, but it must be integrated beyond just the crown chakra. When the body isn't yet fully involved in this opening or awakening, it can leave us caught up in a bit of a philosophical or intellectual or conceptual perspective of spiritual truth that can be a little uncomfortable, as if it's all a lonely, empty dream. When the energy gets bottlenecked and stuck up in our head, we can become a bit too spaced out and distant from the world and our body. Our body can begin to lose its energetic balance and groundedness, and it can begin to feel pretty uncomfortable and even empty. Well, this is one of the experiences on the path that can sometimes seem as if it's the final stage of the journey. It has that sort of sense of completeness to it. It can feel as if there isn't possibly anything left to awaken to, see, or realize. When we see that all is one, and that we are God, and that everything is God, that everything is consciousness, and that separation is an illusion, this can certainly feel like the final climax of the spiritual journey. What more can really be left to unfold, we might ask. But there is always more to unfold on this journey. The mantra of the universe is further. So Ryan, the very fact that you are inquiring about all this shows that intuitively, you know that there has to be something more than just this idea that you're a lonesome dreamer in some illusion, in some matrix or simulation, all by yourself. If you really felt in your heart that this was the final point on the journey, you wouldn't have even bothered to reach out to me. You would have just been done with all of this spiritual stuff. But you're here, and we're still exploring together, because deep down, you know that there must be more. 
The other fact to consider is that once awakening has stabilized and is embodied within the full system on an energetic level, from, from crown chakra all the way to the root chakra, there isn't a sense of discomfort associated with it. With the stage you're describing, there's a sense of uneasiness to it. That means that it can't be the end. There must be more. There must be a stage where things are comfortable. And of course, there is. This is where the idea of the awakening coming down from our head and into our body and the, into the heart come into play. The heart experiences awakening as a blissful love. It doesn't have any intellectual or philosophical ideas. It's just a feeling in the heart of a deep, unconditional love. It's sweet. It's blissful. Understand that it's the same awakening as experienced in the crown, but embodied in the heart and expressed in a different way. If we are too stuck in our head and not enough in the body, we can get too attached to philosophical concepts of truth and not have enough of a direct and lived experience in the body. The body wants to enjoy the awakening too. And it can, and it will. It just usually lags behind the mind sometimes, especially for those who have a sort of top-down awakening in which the crown chakra experiences that pouring in of consciousness. It's easy to have an instant mental shift when you realize something like, I am God as we all are. This can bring about mental clarity and insight. But it's a little more difficult and slow for the body to catch up and embody this realization. This is because the body has trauma and conditioning that needs to be healed and released before it can really embrace the truth of oneness. So this is where the real work of healing and purification comes in. We must treat our body and our nervous system with care and patience as it slowly becomes clear so that it is safe for it to also awaken to what the mind has already awakened to. Remember, the world existed before Ryan was born. The world will exist after Ryan dies. You are arising out of consciousness into the world which is made up of consciousness and you will return back into that consciousness. It's not that consciousness is arising out of your head or brain. You aren't alone here. People are real. Their experience is valid. When you feel this in your heart, this is real spiritual love. Awakening is an embracing of the human experience, of the body, and of others too. Sink into this feeling, deep into your body. I was stuck and caught up in the crown level awakening for a while myself. I thought everything was just an illusion, and I dismissed the world, others, and even myself. I denied my own emotions and became a shell of a person. I used my spiritual realizations against myself to justify my escapism by telling myself that it was all just a pointless illusion. But eventually, my heart began to yearn for something more. I longed for love, the love of God, romantic love, family love. I wanted connection, intimacy, and a dynamic and emotional experience of life. The yearning was so strong that it pulled me out of my head and deep into my body. This is when I saw that no matter what philosophical ideas I may come across, even if they are bulletproof evidence that this is all an illusion and a dream, there is nothing that I can use to escape the human emotional experience that is felt within the heart and the body. So I let my philosophical ideas of everything being an illusion or a simulation or a dream and all of that just go. I surrender to the heart and to love. 
And this brought my awakening to a new level and allowed me to embrace myself and the world instead of dismissing it with spiritual ideas and philosophical gymnastics. The same unfolding is around the corner for you. Embrace yourself from head to toe, including all thoughts, emotions, feelings, and experiences that may arise within your awareness, and you'll see. So I hope today's episode has been clear and helpful for you. Perhaps you know exactly what Ryan and I were discussing and can relate. Maybe it's a little far out for you because you haven't had this kind of experience. No worries. It's not a necessary point on the path for everyone. But in any case, now that you've at least heard a bit about it, if you ever find yourself feeling like you're in a dream or like you're in the matrix, you'll know that it's just a temporary stage on the path, not the final point. If you'd like to be in touch with me, you can send me an email with any questions, comments, or feedback to info at brentspirit.com. You can also find out more about meeting with me one-on-one to discuss your specific spiritual journey and challenges. As well, if you find value in this work and would like to support me, you can make a donation. You can learn all about this at brentspirit.com. I appreciate you all. Until next time, much love. Peace.